Hello, my friend. I am so honored today to welcome a special guest, Brianna Battles, the founder and CEO of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism, onto the podcast for you today. My very first guest. I cannot imagine a more meaningful individual to bring on for you because she inspired everything that I do and the mission that I really hold dear to support military women who are navigating motherhood and fitness through these seasons. And so Brie is an incredible coach, a mentor, a leading expert in the field of fitness through pregnancy and postpartum. And in this conversation, we cover so many things to include our personal shared struggles, just finding our identity again as a mother and an athlete, and kind of that relationship between mental health and our changing bodies and fitness abilities through pregnancy and postpartum, how to navigate those pressures that so many of us feel to get back to fitness really quickly, to bounce back, to get our bodies back, and especially in the military when we've got those standards and timelines that are set before us that are really dictated to us. We cover red flags that you can look for to really filter out some of those negative or toxic influences in the pre- and postnatal fitness space or when you Google or in Facebook groups and even mom's groups and in your community and how to find trustworthy pre- and postnatal fitness information, how to channel those high expectations you have of yourself, your drive, your competitiveness, how to channel all those things in a positive direction through pregnancy and postpartum so you can have a really balanced approach to your goals and to your performance and fitness and ultimately for life, but really translating into every area of motherhood, whether it's work-life balance and how we navigate our relationship with work and family life as a mother to our relationship with fitness and how it changes and evolves through those different seasons. We cover how to make an impact and be part of the change you really want to see for pregnant and postpartum women in your community whether it's as a coach, whether it's as a leader, as professionals, as practitioners of any kind, or even just as an athlete who wants to make a difference for other moms who are going through it too. And I want to share with you, the last thing is that we discuss an amazing opportunity that's open now to join our international team of coaches and professionals who are making a difference worldwide by taking the pregnancy and postpartum athleticism certification course. The enrollment is now open there's a really big sale going on for just now through April 21st, so just for a few days, where you can snag this at $300 off. So the normal price, the typical price of the course is $1,497, and this certification course is on sale through April 21st for just $1,197, or four monthly payments of $320. This is for you if you're a coach, a trainer, a gym owner, if you work with women who are going through pregnancy and postpartum. So there are a number of Army P3T representatives, OICs, NCOICs, um, and just passionate individuals on the workshop last night, and I was so excited to see that. We really need more within especially the military community who are making a difference, who have that education and certification to stand behind so that we have that quality control for our programs. If you are an athlete who's kind of feeling confused and a little bit alone going through these seasons and wanting to feel more confident as you approach it, if you are a mom who wants to learn more to better coach yourself and maybe even others, so if you're passionate about fitness and you want to understand how you can continue to pursue it through pregnancy and postpartum, this would be a great fit for you too. So there are so many individuals that this is an amazing fit for want to highlight what stands out about this program. It is evidence-based. It's a fully, completely self-paced online certification course. It really connects the dots between core and pelvic health and athletic performance. So you can really help women or even help yourself get back to all the things you want to physically. What really makes it different from any other pre and postnatal certifications out there is that it moves beyond theory. 
It's completely updated with all the latest research, and it's continually updated. This is the third major iteration of the course that Brie has had since its inception. It allows you to really understand how you can apply this knowledge directly to any women that you work with, and it's applicable across a wide variety of fitness interests and abilities and even types of fitness. So I was interviewed through the course as the tactical community expert, but there's so many different experts that are interviewed. It really provides a well-rounded perspective about how to coach athletes through every single trimester of pregnancy, every stage of postpartum recovery, understand different core and pelvic health symptoms and know what adjustments to make, how to confidently communicate with clients as a coach how to effectively write and create exercise programs, whether it's for individuals or whether it's for groups, fitness classes, or whether it's, again, a military PT program you have at your unit. This is going to help you tremendously. And we need, we need, we need to continue to get this kind of information out there and more accessible to more women, because I cannot even tell you how empowering it has been to learn this and to be able to share it with my clients and with so many women and to advocate for this kind of guidance to be updated in the military community's standard doctrine and curriculum and programs. So let's go ahead and dive right in and we'll hear from Brianna Battles. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you wanna make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood in uniform? With so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support. Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the whole in the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be, for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. I am so excited today to bring you my very first interview on this podcast. I don't know if you knew that, Brie, but you're the very first person. And I think it's it's just so fitting to have Brianna Battles, the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism, just such a go-to expert in the field for pre- and postnatal fitness. The reason I felt like it was so fitting to bring her on as my very first interview guest is because she was really just the inspiration behind everything that I do as a coach and the one who really got me started in coaching and has just such a wealth of knowledge in this field and is such an incredible advocate for pregnant and postpartum women. The direction that we're taking the fitness industry, I'm just so, so honored to bring her to you today. Thanks for being here, Brie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I am so appreciative of the work that you do with the tactical communities and just how you have taken so much initiative with what you learned, but really creating so many resources and information through your own voice and your own areas of expertise. And I just love it. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. So Brie, if you could start off and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, but I would love to hear particularly 
what got you started in this kind of the story behind the pregnancy and postpartum athleticism brand? What drove you to originally start it and how has it progressed from there to where it is today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, um, okay, where do I start? I am the CEO and founder of pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. I coach coaches, practitioners, and pregnant and postpartum athletes through these seasons. Most of the business is online. However, I do a lot of different um, work with professional athletes that may involve travel or some like workshops and seminars and things like that. Uh, just kind of depends on the year and the season. I have two little boys, Kate and Chance, and we moved from Southern California to the Boise area of Idaho um, like a year and a half ago. So it's been a lot of life changes, but to rewind and like, how did we, how did we get here? Um, I graduated with my degree in exercise science and then my master's degree is in coaching. So I've always been interested and involved in the, the world of movement, fitness, exercise science, and things like that. I had worked in a variety of settings from corporate wellness to division one athletics as a coach to personal training to kind of like everything in between a lot of that in my early twenties. But when I became pregnant with my son, I was still working in division one athletics. I had been an athlete my whole life at that point in time, I had transitioned away from like a lot of endurance based training into uh, like CrossFit and powerlifting and stuff like that. So that was kind of my fitness methodology back then. And almost 10 years ago, there was 10 years ago, there was just not a lot of information about training during pregnancy and postpartum, anything beyond really generic, don't lift over 20 pounds or the extreme of like, just be a badass, kind of like what we still see in these circles um, 10 years later. But I realized after my own struggles postpartum in particular with a really, um, with an emergency cesarean with Cade after like that kind of rocked me, just what a disconnect there was with what we actually needed to know what information was really out there. And then I felt really mad. I felt mad at the industry. I felt mad that like, there wasn't a lot of information for coaches and athletes like me, because I knew that I was not a minority, that there were so many other women that were in their mid to late twenties that were getting pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, but had always been an athlete, wanted to keep being an athlete. And yet we just, just saw extremes and a whole Mm -hmm. disregard of like, this is what happens to your body. And this is the identity mm-hmm. shift that occurs during pregnancy or postpartum. And I think what it all comes down to is there was no way for me to manage expectations because everything was just really dogmatic and shaming or dismissive. So because of my background in strength and conditioning, I had a lot of coaching experience. I was also in the trenches of postpartum. I knew that I felt really called to learn a lot more because I was doing it myself anyway. I was having to figure yeah. out my body anyway. I was having to coach myself and kind of get back into the kind of fitness I wanted to do. And in a lot of ways from the outside, I looked great. I looked like, oh, she got her body back and things were good. But like mentally, emotionally, my lifestyle just wasn't conducive to actually being healthy, like eating disorder tendencies, um, over-exercising hating my job and not feeling really fulfilled there. Um, and I made a lot of changes around the time uh, Cade was about a year postpartum or a year, a year old when I was a year postpartum, I'd been learning a lot. I had been working and collaborating with different pelvic floor physical therapists. And that's what I had spent the, the full next year doing. And I started a local coaching program that was three people, honestly, wow. people that would come that, uh, two of which like I didn't charge. It was just, please come and like, let me, let me coach. Cause I need something to do. I can't, I had resigned from my, my job and I knew that I needed something to do 
as a coach still, but in a way that just accommodated my life as a mom a little bit more. And that slowly started to build. And I had been sharing online, which was very different back then than it was now, but I had been blogging through my pregnancy. I'd been posting on Facebook, like Instagram was just becoming a thing. I sound so old now. Um, but like there had just been a lot of sharing of information anyway. So it made sense to start sharing like what I was doing and what I was mm -hmm. learning and from diastasis to hernias to then learning more about incontinence and pelvic organ prolapse and then training during pregnancy. And then honestly, just trying to connect a lot of the dots behind what I now refer to as like the psychology, the physiology and the long-term athletic performance of female athletes during these seasons. And mm -hmm. honestly, that small effort initially turned to a very large international movement over the last six years, more specifically, where I've created pregnancy programs, postpartum programs, a coaching certification, and it's just, it's grown dramatically. And I feel very, um, I feel very blessed. I feel very honored to have been a part of such a really big movement and couldn't have predicted any of this at all, but it's, it's unfolded in a way that feels really meaningful. Thank you, Brie, for sharing that. that. <laughs> no, but it's so good. And I'm sure so many of the moms who are listening, whether you've been an athlete your whole life, whether you're into CrossFit, whether you, you know, love to go to the gym or you have a local group that you're a part of, whether you're in the military and you, you know, it's a big part of your life and your profession. I think so many of us resonate with your story and even just some of the experiences that you had of the tending towards a disordered eating, tending towards a little bit less healthy relationship with exercises or trying to get our bodies back and we feel that pressure postpartum to kind of reconciling, okay, well, I don't really feel like that sense of purpose anymore in my job, right. you know, as you're dealing with the mental health struggles of being a mother. I mean, I just see myself in your story, Brie, like very, very specifically yeah. too. And I think so many moms probably would as well. And it is so cool to see even just the initial three people you you helped and how it started with such humble beginnings, but how much of a need there was for this kind of work. And now it's expanded beyond the United States, even internationally. We have so many coaches who have learned from you over the years and have really um, you know, done great things just from everything that you've inspired them to do and all the ways that we've been educated by all the specific evidence-based guidance that you've offered where we're really bridging those gaps in the field. And it's, it's crazy because, yeah, we, we go through these huge life changes through pregnancy and postpartum. And then for so many of us, we have been athletes our whole life and we've been used to approaching our fitness in that certain way. But then right. when everything just changes, it just leaves you, I think, oftentimes feeling very isolated, feeling very alone, feeling a lot of shame and those things you might be struggling with, whether for me, it was long-term urinary incontinence. And I was, you know, like you said, you know, everything looks good on the outside, you know, you're performing or you might have been able to kind of come back to a little bit more of your normal and your weight or your body composition, those kinds of things. But then you don't feel good. You don't feel functional and you're struggling with some of those things that are like invisible battles. And I just... I felt that like in my heart when you were talking too, because that's what I was always struggling with as well until I finally, that's when I was so blessed to be able to learn from you and to learn, oh, it doesn't have to be that way just because this is something that's common. And a lot of people told me, you know, well, this is just part of motherhood. I don't have to suck it up and, and I can go see pelvic health physical therapist. I can learn a different way of approaching my rehab so that I can actually heal my body in the way that I never got to because I was jumping back into the fitness test and all these kinds of things postpartum. So just thank you for everything that you do and just, you know, for following this passion because now it's just impacted so many mothers and it will continue to for years to come. Yeah. You know, it's like when I was just, again, sharing so, so simply online back then, like, so this is eight to nine years ago when I was sharing that just more and more people kept saying like, oh my gosh, me too. Like 
I want to learn more. Tell me more about that. And I was like, oh God, like, I really think we're onto something here because there are so many people that feel like they're not understood by their coaches, by their practitioners, by their doctor and they're lost. And then they're Googling. And then they're back then they're searching through like hashtag diastasis recti to see like, maybe they could find an abdomen that looked like theirs. Like that was where we were. There wasn't this abundance of pre and postnatal experts online and somebody like there weren't influencers that were documenting their pregnancies and sharing this stuff. Like anything we're seeing now is there because it's become repeated, right? It did not exist. Now it's like this cycle of repetition, whether it's actually right (laughs) or not is like another is a totally other angle. But um, that's kind of the huge pendulum swing and shift that we've seen culturally with our messaging and with our access to information, it's both a benefit and it's problematic. So, you know, it's really trying to, to have a consistent voice in this industry because there's always going to be something new and shiny and some hot take on all of this stuff. And I'm like, nope, I've been saying this for a long time. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to evolve it and tweak it a little bit more. I'm going to change my mind, but the involvement and the consistency will be there. It's not a, like, I don't know that expression is what I'm trying to say, but not going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, let's speak to that, Brie. Can you give a little bit of a lay of the land? Like, you know, you mentioned there's some of those, you know, maybe the access to information has changed where now there's kind of information overload, but I know something you speak to a lot for those of us who are coaches or even just to athletes is we have to be very mindful of these extremes that we see, especially there's all these extremes in the military space or in the tactical um, environments. And, you know, I think all these things are amplified. So I'd love to hear what are the, the things that you're seeing from that big picture strategic perspective of how the field has evolved and shifted and changed and where do you see the challenges now? What are the kind of maybe two to three biggest gaps that you do see still? Yeah, I think there's a few, few things at play here. One, the people that are putting out a lot of programs and information are rarely actually coaching others through pregnancy and postpartum. They may be a mom themselves. They may know about women's health, but they're not actively coaching this population. And I think that's incredibly problematic because there is no formula. There is no right way to breathe or right way to um, like modify an exercise or reintroduce an exercise at any set point in time And I see just a lot of like very rigid rules. I see a lot of fear mongering. I see a lot of, well, if you just do this and you do that, then you can prevent this from happening. So there's still absolutely a quality control element of this. But I think what it comes down to is like people just aren't coaching. They're putting out a lot of content online, but they're not actually coaching humans in real life. Anyone can sell a program. There are so many pregnancy programs, so many postpartum programs I have them myself and you know what? I coach other coaches to sell those, which is great. And the like hill I'll die on is you need to be coaching people in real life before you start putting stuff online, because that's, what's going to actually qualify you to be sharing online because online teaching and, and programming is much different and to feel like you really understand this population needed to have your hands and eyes on different bodies, on different cases, on different experiences, on different goals and different fitness settings. And what's made me successful is not, it's not the programs that I've put out there. Like that's an element, but what's made me successful is I understand sports, I understand movement and I understand humans really well. 
So you give me a ballerina or you give me a UFC fighter and I can work with both of them. Yeah. And I will, solve, I will help them and solve as many of their issues as possible. And it doesn't matter what their sport is. It doesn't matter what their timeline is. It doesn't matter what their goal is. Like I can do that. And that's an art that I don't know of a lot of any, I really don't know of anyone else who can really do it like that. So that's a huge problem in the fitness industry is people not actually working with this population, um, but selling courses, selling programs, selling, selling just a lot of different things or sharing content that it's like, that's good. And we need a little bit more. And in a lot of ways, it is a really good thing because people have access to information. We're creating a lot of awareness, but then it's just that, that struggle of trying to, is that right for me? Is that good advice for me? Um, or is that like contributing to my fear or is that contributing to um, like kind of more extreme athlete brain tendencies? Like we just see yeah. all, we see all of it online. So we really have to do a good job of managing our expectations, being considerate of where we're getting our information from mm -hmm. and hoping that who we're learning from isn't just pregnant or a mom themselves, like they're actively working with this population, especially if they're educating this population. Yeah. And Bree, so for, from the athlete perspective, then like, what is some advice that you have for how they can filter, <laughs> you know, like, because it oftentimes when you're going through the thick of it and you don't know any better, you're looking for like the easy solution. Like you, you want a roadmap, you want a black and white, yes and no's list, right? So we understand the human tendency to gravitate towards those what feel like simple solutions to a very complex chapter, right? An overwhelming oftentimes chapter when so much is changing, you want that sense of control. So as an athlete, what can you do to then filter out some of those a little bit more negative influences and kind of vet who you're learning from? Yeah, it's I think one of those, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, like, you know, if we're selling scarcity, mindset or a lot of fear around pregnancy, anything like really rigid sounding, really extreme sounding or um, preying on your insecurity, like whether it's yeah. like does your stomach look like this or this 12 week program to solve diastasis or this pregnancy program that's going to deliver this, this and this like marketing hasn't like the access to like improved marketing has has grown in extreme ways over the last like five years in particular, especially online, especially through COVID. So like people know how to market well, they know what they want to capitalize on. And I'm telling you, like for fellow professionals listening, like you don't have to sell out your messaging to be successful. You don't have to prey on people's insecurities and vulnerabilities and extremes and fear from a marketing angle to be successful. And so as an athlete, as a consumer, if you're seeing somebody who's preying on that, who's not providing consistent educational information, um, you know, that, that would be a huge red flag for me. And, you know, overall, like I'd encourage people to go to the directory, find a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, because they will have context. They, if you see that they have gone through my program, it's not just them you're getting, you're getting access to every single person who's gone through that course, because we have such a supportive network of like, Hey, if I don't know how to help you, like Megan might, you know, like, or this person might, and I can refer you to this person or that person. They don't always have to be local. So um, we are a really solid network and there's nothing in the pre and postnatal industry as far as a network that compares. And the other aspect too, Brie, that I love about your certification course is that it's so interdisciplinary. So we not only get, you know, the fitness stuff, but we get everything else that's related to this chapter that women are going through from 
mental health perspective to a pelvic health perspective to, I mean, really so many components that are so key. And, and just to reinforce one thing that you said, so there is a directory that you can find where every single one of the certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches are locally. So you get to search, you know, where is the, the closest pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach to me? So if you wanted to work with somebody in person, that'd be your best bet. And then, you know, a lot of the coaches also do remote one-on-one coaching or have different kinds of packages and offerings, but you know that you're getting quality with the PNPA brand. And that's one thing that I've really loved about working with you, Brie, and just learning from you over the last few years. It's always about integrity. And right before we started this recording, I thanked her for all the work that she's doing to update the certification course. You know, she's she has done a whole nother iteration, just as she does pretty much every single year, updating it with all the latest evidence-based information that's out there, the latest research. So if any new breakthroughs emerge in the field, it's always being updated. And so you're getting the best quality. And that is one big problem that we see across the military community. You know, all the work we've been trying to do for the last three plus years of of trying to really revamp all the different programs and making sure it's not 20 years outdated worth of information that we're giving our service members. Because the reality is not only do our fitness aspirations depend on it, but also our ability to do our jobs. That's a huge, huge thing. So let's transition a little bit, Brie. I would love to hear one thing that I have just loved learning from you is the psychology, like you said, of these chapters. And so, you know, one thing you mentioned, you briefly mentioned the term athlete brains, you coined this concept and this term. So can you define it for us and talk about how it really affects fitness through motherhood? And then, you know, maybe we can dive into a little bit of how that takes shape in the military or tactical athlete communities as well. Yeah, I think athlete brain is kind of an all encompassing term for somebody who um, they're really competitive, they're driven, they hold themselves to a really high standard, they may have a lot of energy routine driven, Um, these are our athletes. This is how they tick. This is how they think, but that shows up in the tactical community, right? Of having to show up and having to work really hard. And like, you're committed to that. Like you're, there's a mental toughness component that is very much attached to this. And for many of us, it's been ingrained since we were kids or it got ingrained in college sports or it got ingrained in the military or it got ingrained through, you know, competing for a triathlon or whatever it might be, where it's just that, like, desire to push yourself. And it's, it's a lot of intrinsic motivation, but it also, there's external reward that we get from that too. So, you know, it is attached to performance. It is sometimes attached to aesthetics. It is attached to just like who we are and our identity is like, there is no, and once you have athlete brain, it's all about leveraging it. Cause that mm-hmm. part of you doesn't die. It just yeah, like exactly. becomes less loud. It becomes like less all consuming. You have different, you learn new ways to think, but Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's an element of recognizing what drives you recognizing it's a really good thing. It's a positive trait. It is like what helps successful people be very successful. We leverage it well. Right. But it can also be toxic and it can be, um, relentless with not being good enough or being obsessive or being really controlling, um, really fueling anxiety and depression. And that can all translate into mom life that can translate into our careers. And it's almost like there's an opportunity for self-sabotage there. So it is recognizing like, Hey, I'm a really driven competitive person. I hold myself to high standards. I hold my, my people around me to really high standards and like there's an aspect of developing athletic maturity. There's an aspect of knowing how to leverage that, of having like emotional intelligence in relation to this characteristic of mine or of the people that I surround myself with. And 
um, we see that sort of, it gets really exposed during seasons like pregnancy and postpartum where there are more vulnerabilities at play. There is a first time we're not in control of our bodies yeah. for a lot. That's the first time that we're like, Oh, this is not just about me anymore. And I'm not in control of what my body does. Maybe some aspects, but overall, mm-mm. you got to take the back seat to what your body needs, what your baby needs. Mm-hmm. And that like literally will never stop ever again. Like my kids are a little bit older now, but I still, it's not all about me anymore. Like I still have to be responsible for these other little humans and what they need, whether I'm growing them in my body or feeding them with my body or taking care of them and like managing their sleep, managing their food, managing all these different things. Mm -hmm. So when you have this mindset that honestly has had an opportunity to be kind of like selfish and and then I don't even mean that in a bad way, but like, that's something, it's a huge identity shift for me being all about you, where you have control, where you're in charge of your life and your routine and what you do. And if I do X, then I'm going to get this result. That's how we've been wired. And there's nothing like motherhood that just like says, well, throws it all for a loop. Yep. Have fun. Like get used exactly. to a new way of doing things. So it literally forces yeah. you into learning to be more adaptable. And the ones who resist it, like me, we fall on mm-hmm. our face and it backfires eventually. It'll backfire in the form of symptoms. It'll backfire yep. in the form of mental health struggles. It'll backfire in how you show up for your kids. It'll backfire in your relationship. It will backfire in your career. It will backfire. It just how it manifests is very different for me. It showed up in terms of my body and my mental health. And frankly, those two things alone influenced every other aspect of my life. So it was recognizing, yes, this is a really good characteristic about me. And I need to go about this differently. I need to really focus on developing some more emotional intelligence as it relates to my training, my body, my belief systems, and how I want to show up in this world. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All that for you. I'm right there with you. Megan. <laughs> no, it was the same for me. I mean, very much ended up being self-sabotaging, but but also mixed in there with a lot of, at the time, being very vulnerable to, you know, the the marketing that preyed upon the insecurities. And, and when you, it's like this perfect storm, right? So we have these intrinsic and then maybe external pressures from our environment. And then the way we've always been and done things. And then you add on top of that, the layers of, you know, the marketing or the programs out there that um, promise certain things, or maybe have you approach things from the perspective of, okay, you get so focused on the results that you want to see. And then you feel like, oh, maybe if I measure up to these results, or maybe I look a certain way in the mirror, my body looks a certain way, or I see these performance numbers, and I'll finally be good enough again, or it means that I'm a better mother. It means that I'm an athlete again, you know, and I lost that part of me, and I got to get it back. So man, I just, yes, it was very toxic for me too. And I feel like now I'm in a much better place. And that's so much of what I have done in coaching women in one-on-one capacity and in group settings in the military and just trying to do the best way that I can advocate for women through these chapters and educate and have these conversations because it's so much more than just the physical adjustments that, you know, are smart to make through pregnancy and postpartum so that, you know, we can maintain as much fitness as we can and we can give back as best we can. It's so much beyond that. And we have to consider all these pieces of the puzzle, right? Yeah. And it's like, you can still be mentally tough. Like yeah, I, exactly. That, like I said, athlete brain never dies. Like I mm-hmm. leverage that so hard in business. Like I want to be the best. I, I will not let anyone outwork me. Right. And if <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. eating in jujitsu, it's like, no, like I want to go to, I want to go to my classes. I want to compete. I want to do these mm-hmm. things. And I don't want to be the best compared to anybody else. Like that's, that's like, I think that, that athletic maturity component now is where I'm like, 
that I still have that drive, but where I am putting that energy to needs to be really constructive. And I want to be the best for me. And I want to show up well for me. And it's not to beat that person or to be better than that or make more money than the person. No, 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 no. It is so much about like leveraging it in really healthy places where if I like, it doesn't matter how much I wear, what my body comp- composition is. Am I enjoying the process? Am I enjoying yeah. the work that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. I feel really fulfilled. Am I making an impact? Am I doing things differently and using my own voice? Like, cause I'm not going to be repeating what anybody else in this industry is saying. I'm saying true to me. And that's what helps me like fulfill that drive and that need is because it is so innate. It is original. And like, that is a way where we can still leverage that competitiveness and that athlete brain, but in a way that is truly focused on what's healthy for you and doing better things yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And and for me, that's exactly what it is. And it's much more about, for me, the impact that God is calling me to make based on where he has me, the story of all these hard things I've walked through that, you know, for so many of us who become coaches, who feel called to serve this population, it's the same thing. We went through our own struggles and that's exactly what we want to be who we wish we had. We want to, you know, share all this information so other moms don't have to say, wow, I wish I knew just like we did. And to avoid some of that pain, right? That is avoidable if you are empowered with the right education. And then the other part of it too, for me, and I think for you too, Brie, that I always see is just being that example for your kids, being an example of what it looks like to follow a passion and to leverage these parts of our personality in, in a healthy way, right? In a beautiful way and in a, in a productive way, instead of allowing them to kind of take over and, and sometimes even maybe cause us to sacrifice what matters most, because I oftentimes do see that too with either, you know, maybe it's moms who are balancing that with a business and entrepreneurship or, or in fitness or whatever. Sometimes we, we take it to such an extreme that we end up losing sight of those things that are most important to us. And so that is the other part of this too, that I think is just so, so critical is we have to sometimes temper it and channel it in the right direction so that it, it doesn't ultimately overtake us. Right. Absolutely. So good. So I would love to hear, you have coached a number of really competitive professional athletes. So can you take some of those learning lessons of how to understand the way that they think and those pressures that they are facing, right? Like from that um, coach perspective. And and can we talk about that so that we can apply it to military athletes who in a kind of similar way, right? We have, we're navigating fitness as part of our jobs. And we, we sometimes really don't have a choice because sometimes it is a matter of we have something we got to get back to that's much sooner than what is quote unquote, ideal for our healing timelines. And how do we navigate those pressures? And how do we navigate sometimes the rapid timelines that, you know, don't allow us to heal in the ways that we might really want to. So I would love to hear, yeah, what what can we take away from those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been able to work with a lot of professional athletes, but I'm also pretty involved in the tactical community through the work that my husband does. And just, um, I was going to say, there's so many parallels between professional athletes and our tactical communities, military, police, fire, EMS, like with the responsibilities that they have, whether it is, you know, the identity shift that comes with, well, now that I'm pregnant, I need to do things differently. And obviously, you know, like in a, a tactical setting, that could be literally being removed from the position you're in. And now you're like doing a desk job and you're like, well, God, like this sucks. And I want this, but also like, there's just, again, this like weird identity thing. Or if I'm working with a professional athlete, it's like, well, 
I'm not training with my team the way I'm used to. Or I'm not able to spar or do the kind of movements that I'm used to doing the way that I want to. And that was a huge part of my routine, a huge part of my identity, a huge part of like how I spent my day, my training and my purpose. And I use that with air quotes because I think that that shows up in our tactical communities and that shows up with our professional athletes is so much of what we do with our bodies is related to our purpose. Yes. Yes, exactly. And like how we identify our worth is very attached to what we can do. Mm -hmm. And during pregnancy, a lot of times that has to like shift and look different. And that can be really frustrating. And it it just puts you in a season of like, well, like now where am I like spending my time and attention? What, what do I need to do? What should I like? You just, you're forced to question things about yourself and that can kind of open a door for, um, I'll just like a lot of struggle. It can just be really hard to see your body change. It can be hard to see your lifestyle change, your responsibilities change, your physical output change, even how others perceive you change. Um, yeah. but professional athletes experience that our tactical community experiences that well, like, well, now that she's pregnant, like, and you get counted out, right? Yeah, like you yeah. Counted out and you're sort of isolated in a lot of ways. And even like in a CrossFit gym, we see that where somebody's pregnant, well, they're not doing the workout as exactly. And now they just feel like they're a little bit more isolated, even though that's the class in the gym that they've been going to. So we see these feelings show up in a lot of different realms. Um, and I think when it comes to postpartum, now it's this, this um, desire to return to duty, this desire to return to performance. Sometimes that's within your control. Sometimes that's not within your control. Sometimes there are contractual agreements or there's sponsorships or there's this, these external pressures that we are held to in order to return to a level of performance that's expected. So maybe that's just like yeah. a baseline fitness test mm-hmm. or that's actually performing at a really, really high level. And either way, when we put a timeline, a very generic timeline on that, it's really hard to, to tell our athletes like, yeah, you're going to feel hundred percent because there's just, we don't know, like it really depends on how birth goes and, and what that postpartum experience is like, what kind of support they have, what kind of resources they have for, you know, assisting in some of this healing process. And then, you know, being able to cut your losses sometimes, maybe it would be great to have six months, but we might not always have six months. Maybe it'd be great to have a year, but we don't always have a year. So what can we do with the time that we have to get our body to a point where we can trust it enough yeah. Like, I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. It's like, it's not like, oh, well, if you're not leaking or if you don't cone, it's like, it's none of that stuff. It's like, how can we get you mentally to a place where you're like, I can trust my body enough to push, to do what I need it to do, where I'm not doubting it. Because it's when we, when our tactical athletes, when our professional athletes, when they have a seat of doubt, that's what sabotages their performance. It's not their freaking yeah. vagina. It's not their, <laughs> it's not their abs. It's that, that doubt. Right. And look, like I can acknowledge that the physical health components of postpartum and pregnancy are very significant. Like I don't want somebody peeing down their leg when they're doing these tests or when they're in the octagon fighting or whatever it might be. I don't want them. Definitely what I was doing. So, yep. (laughs) Totally. Like I don't want them experiencing, like I don't want them to experience that. And we don't always have control of that. We can do the best that we can to prepare their body on a certain timeline But more importantly, I want to prepare their brain for them to understand what their body needs. And if they are experiencing, you know, symptoms, like how can we, what can we do about that? I want them to know their body. I want them to understand their body. And then I want them when they do need to perform, I want them to be at a point where they can trust their body enough to perform. And even if they have symptoms, they know, like, I can still improve this. This is not an end all be all. This was one moment in time. And there's still a lot of opportunity 
to improve my body and how it feels and how it performs. This is an ongoing process. It just happened to have a point where we were looking at it with more metrics than other times in this process, where we were measured for where I'm at now, but where I'm at now is not a representative of where I'm going to be in a year. So it's just one moment in time and it's preparing their brain uh, to just, and they're just honestly their mental health and their experience there to show up and perform to the best of their ability, even if it's not as good as they wanted it to be, what they expected it to be or what they used to be, because that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And for, I think for so many of us, we're we're kind of doing it live where maybe it's a performance, but maybe it's like day in, day out, you're forced to do this fitness daily PT, our daily training sessions with our unit. And it's day in, day out. You don't have the autonomy over what your fitness looks like. And that for me was one of the most anxiety inducing things, because like you said, I didn't have that trust in my body because I was leaking so much with running. And I was like every day, so anxious about, am I going to be asked to go run several miles and be not only trying to keep up with all the guys, because I was with a whole bunch of guys in a combat arms unit, but then also like, do I even know if my body's going to be able to handle this? And then we're shamed if we're, you know, slower or we can't keep up or whatever it is. It's just, it can be so, so challenging. So thank you for that. So like as women, like we've been working so hard for so long to keep up, to be seen, to be acknowledged, to like not be looked at as like the token girl. And I've been in that environment in multiple ways throughout, always in like a male dominated environments. And yes. and still <laughs> like the fitness industry still, like strength conditioning still, jujitsu still. And like to have a like problem attached to you, especially something that's not like a knee problem. People understand knee problems. They don't understand vagina problems. So then that adds like this extra layer of like, shame or um, I'm the token girl and I have these issues and it's just really hard to be in a place where you can like own that and not dismiss it where like the athlete brain in you is just like I don't want to bring any attention to this I'm just going to keep pushing through and sometimes you yeah exactly but other times like if there's an opportunity there it's like okay can I set my ego aside for a little bit to fix what I need to fix to do what I need to do right now and it sucks and I hate this I hate that I have to do things differently and be perceived differently, even if that's the story I'm telling myself. But can I set my ego aside temporarily so that long-term I'm not dealing with this, but this is not my story. This is not how I show up in this unit or show up in this performance or whatever it might be. So it is a lot of like, oh, it's so hard to check your ego and have to do what's best for your body at any given point in time. But it gives permission for others to do the same. And it really is that like that domino effect of improving the information we have and improving the approaches we take. Yeah. And when I was going through it, like I honestly thought I was so stuck because I didn't know that there was a way forward. Like I literally did not know that there was help available even. And so I think that's one of the first steps is to make sure that everyone is aware, like what are these signs and symptoms, right? That we need to know. And that's what PNPA coaches can help do is to inform you of those things so that you know, okay, this is the things that I can improve. So as we close out here, Bria, I just, I would love to hear for those who are professionals or athletes who, you know, want to make a difference in this space and to be who they needed and help lead that change that they want to see in their communities, whether it's in person or whether it's virtual, what are your biggest tips for how to make that difference they want to see? And then also how to navigate those roadblocks that come up? Because I know, especially in the military, we hit a lot of, a lot of challenges and a lot of red tape and a lot of resistance. And so how can we how can we do that when we're not getting the traction maybe that we want to see, or maybe if we're just starting and we want to kind of get involved in some of this work? Yeah. I think it's like finding your warmest lead. Like, is it a friend? Is it a sister? Is it somebody that's reached out to you in your DMS? Who's like, Hey, I really resonate with what you're saying. Like 
get a win with one person first. Get one win. Find who your warmest lead is, somebody who's already bought into what you do and what you know, and they're excited about it and they're interested and they want to learn more. They're struggling. Like find that person because that person multiplies. It really does. But you have to really focus on the small core group of like the one to two to five people that are on your radar that you can have influence on and make some like really helpful practical changes that can lead to testimonials that can lead to creating content and sharing so that it is out there, that it is exposing like what you do, how you do it, that you're giving hope that this person had this issue and they worked with you and now they're seeing improvements or whatever it might be. It's just, it's getting those reps as a coach, but it's also getting, you know, that, that exposure through different people and that catches on eventually. And like I said, like starting in your community is, is the easiest way to do that. And then it builds to then sharing online more, it builds some more online opportunities. Um, but there's a ton of opportunities there. This people will always be pregnant. People will always be postpartum. People will yeah. always have struggles and issues. People will always see extremes on social media. They will always be told generic things by their doctor. They will always be given restriction. They will, they like what we do is brand new. We are literally at the beginning of a huge cultural shift. Like 10 years ago, this did not exist. Pregnant athlete wasn't a thing. Postpartum athlete wasn't a thing. There was no certification. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. still at the very beginning of like at 20 years ago, women weren't even lifting barbells in a lot of ways. Like my mom wasn't lifting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that wasn't a thing when I was a kid. So we are truly at the very beginning of what's going to become like a high, high demand. It's just getting more people to recognize that, you know, that there's a quality control element here that there's resources to help that we can do better, but we're truly at the beginning of more and more people. Like we're like millennials ish. I don't really know. You're young. You're very young compared to me, but like we're, I don't, so I actually don't know if you're a millennial, but (laughs) you're probably younger than that. Um, But it's like these millennial women that are like Mm -hmm. getting pregnant and saying, Hey, Hey, like we are not fragile and like, we are not invincible. We're adaptable. Let's figure this out. Let's, I want to learn more about my body. I want to learn more about this process and that's setting up all the generations to come. So this is, this is a big deal. And if not for somebody that you're working with one-on-one, know it for your own body and know it for, if you're raising daughters, know it for them, know it for your friends, know it for your sister, know it for women that you interact with. Because again, this is this is a thing. It's been a thing. It's just becoming, there's just a lot more attention on it now. And that's, that's a huge opportunity to have an impact. We still see all those extremes. We see the athlete brain extremes of, you know, the glorifying super fit pregnancies and just continue to do what you've always done and really prove yourself mentality in the military. We see that pressure all the time, but then we also see our pregnancy profile. It gives us the limitations, very arbitrary of don't lift over 20 pounds. So, you know, we're, the messy middle is really the right approach and exactly what you said, Brie. And it also is very nuanced per person because everybody has their own unique journey. So tell us more about your certification course, Brie. You've got this pretty big launch. This has been something that completely changed my life. It changed the trajectory of my motherhood experience completely. It turned everything around for me. It gave me a sense of purpose when I felt very purposeless and directionless and honestly very trapped in the army. And it gave me this like sense of empowerment of, oh, I can really make a difference, not only for myself and my family, but also so many other women who are going through the trenches of what I was going through and I felt so alone in. So tell us more about the course and who it would be a good fit for if this is kind of, if this conversation has really piqued anybody's interest. 
Yeah, absolutely. So this certification is for coaches, practitioners, and anyone who wants to become who they needed. So it's literally, you, you could have no experience coaching and still take this certification and learn a lot just for your own body, or again, to help your sister, to help your friends, whatever kind of capacity you want. We have a variety of people, very experienced coaches, very well-educated practitioners, and everybody kind of comes into this from the same place of, I know a lot, or I've experienced a lot, but I don't know a lot about this. And they're all using it in different ways from CrossFit affiliate owners to tactical coaches, to dancers, to our CrossFitters, like I just, gosh, MMA, like so many different people from all different sport backgrounds, all different treatment backgrounds are coming into this course. Um, hairstylists and teachers who are now adding coaching to this stay at home moms who want to coach a couple days a week or have an online client or a couple things just to generate a couple hundred dollars a month extra to then pay for daycare, whatever it might be. Like, we are seeing so many different humans come into this course and it's been incredibly impactful. We're now in, um, we're in, I don't know how many countries, but a lot of countries all over the world, I think definitely over 30 countries, um, people are doing good things in their community. They're really making an impact because they can really understand a broad spectrum of information that influences coaching somebody through pregnancy and postpartum from the anatomy and physiological changes to the mental health considerations, to core and pelvic health symptoms and experiences, to programming, like how do we adjust programming? How do we create programming? To, you know, pregnancy specific modifications and suggestions and same with postpartum timelines and progressions and regressions and things like that, just sort of helping manage expectations in relation to exercise during those particular seasons and then apply to special populations. So I know you contributed to the course to bring shed light on the tactical population, but we brought in somebody for yoga, for dance, for uh, mixed martial arts, like for so many different pieces, endurance training. So it's really applying this, these coaching concepts to all sports, to all humans, to all ways that we can use our gifts and our own, um, you know, unique voice to support this population. And then also rounding it out with a business element, because something that's very important to me is I love that you all are inspired, but what actually counts is how we implement what we learn and what we do with it. So, you know, we brought in a lot of elements of like, here's what you need to get started. Here's the kind of offers you can yeah. Here's how you market that. Here's like the legal aspects of what you need. Here's how you have some of these hard conversations about like, what do I do? What do I need next? How do I get started? How do I scale this? How do I make more revenue? Um, because it can be a really lucrative, lucrative thing. Because again, there's always people that need this help. This is a growing thing. There's a lot more attention on it more than there's ever been. It's a great time to become a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, because we have a huge amount of attention on what we're doing and the success of it. So um, it is self-paced, it's evidence-based. I brought in a lot of excellent contributors who are all leaders in their field. Um, and it's something that I have revised and continue to revise. This is the third time I've completely redone it. Like from scratch where I was like, I don't even wanna look at the old course. I wanna create it from the brain I'm in now, from the coach I am now, formatting the storytelling of it. Like I just want it to be different. I say that I'm with you in every single email. And I've said that for six years. Yeah. But I really mean that because I want this network to keep growing. I want coaches to grow as I grow and evolve as a coach. I want anybody who goes through my certification to have the opportunities to also grow. If you invest in me once, I will continually invest in you um, in the ways that I can. And I, it's just important to me to show up. And this is one way that I know that I can show up is the content I put out there, the curriculum that I create and the accessibility um, 
that coaches will receive with this. And I just, I know that there's nothing else that even remotely compares to it. And I'm really excited for its release. Absolutely. Thanks As so much for you. Can tell, I'm getting yes. all hyped up. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Well, we could talk forever, but is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? Any final oh, comments? Well, thank you so much for interviewing me and thank you for your work. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service in multiple ways for anybody else listening who serves. Just thank you. It is, it does not go unnoticed and you are seen, you are valued, you're appreciated and just grateful for the work that you do and all the sacrifices you've made throughout your career and still. Thank you for you as well and and your husband and your family too. Um, You know, you guys share, share that in common. So where can everybody find you? They want to stay connected and learn from you or, or take the course and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my website's briannabattles.com, B-R-I-A-N-N-A-B-A-T-T-L-E-S.com. And that is, yes, my real name. Uh, my Instagram is at brianna.battles. My brand Instagram is at pregnant.postpartum.athlete. And my podcast is the Practice Brave Podcast. So those are all the places that you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here, Bri. It was such a joy. And we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Sounds great. Thank you, Megan. How awesome was that? (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I just felt so honored to be part of that conversation. I want to invite you to take this next step and join us. Join our team of certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches who around the world are making such a difference in the lives of the women in their communities in person and virtually. So whether you're in the military or beyond that, this is something that is so needed. So if you feel that call too, if you're feeling that Holy Spirit nudge and the tug in your heart of like, you know what, maybe I can make a difference in this way too. And I resonate so much with everything that you guys shared and this mission, then I really encourage you to discern if this is the right time for you. And honestly, whether or not you implement it right away, I know that this material will change your life. And it has just been the greatest privilege to be able to learn from Brie, to be able to work alongside her over these years, to be able to just take this effort and run with it in the military community and do what I can to make a difference, whether it's in advocacy work or whether it's in one-on-one coaching, whether it's through my program, my involvement in the P3T programs that I've been a part of in person and even just in conversations informally and trying to do what I can across different Facebook groups to get better information out there. People tag me all the time and like, Megan, can you tag in on this, you know, question on diastasis recti or on you know how to deal with incontinence or pelvic organ prolapse or how to just get back to exercise safely or okay, I've got a military fitness test coming up and I'm just three months postpartum, but I gotta do it for this career progression requirement or this opportunity that I want to do or Hey, I'm feeling all of these pressures I'm receiving from my command and I don't really know how to navigate it. There are so many situations that this will equip you directly to navigate. And whether it's your own personal journey through pregnancy and postpartum or your lifetime of athleticism through motherhood that you are trying to balance and juggling all the things with that, or whether it's helping the moms to your left and right, and those who follow you, I know that this will allow you to make such a difference. And so if you feel called to do this, what I want you to do right now is I will share my affiliate link to the Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism Certification course, which again is on sale for $300 off just through April 21st. So you've got a few more days to make a decision. There, There is a payment plan available that allows you to split the payments up because I know it's a significant investment, but again, this is truly one of those things that 
really changed the course of my life in so many ways and changed my motherhood experience, changed so much of my lifelong relationship with my body, with fitness, with my motherhood in general. And and honestly, I know it will change your life in so many of those same ways. So I can't wait to see if you enroll. I can't wait to connect with you. If you're thinking about enrolling, please send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you do enroll, please send me an email. Also, I'd love to follow up with you and see how I can support you as you get started. If you do enroll over these next few days, if you purchase directly from that link, what I will do is I will offer a free one-on-one coaching call. For you, And we can chat about how you want to implement this, what you want to do with it, what your dreams and goals are, how you feel called to make a difference. And I want to help get you started with that. I want you to feel really confident moving forward into that. So in whatever way I can help support you, I would love to be there for you. Okay, so we will end on that note. And I look forward to having more exciting guests on the podcast. And if you have any guest ideas I would love to hear. You can send me an email at megan at armtotheheart.com if you want to get in touch for any reason. So again, I'll put my affiliate link below for the pregnancy and postpartum athleticism course and you can check it out there. You can learn more about it. I believe so strongly in this program. I hope you can tell that from everything that we've talked about today, from the ways in which I've been able to serve through it and I know that it will equip you to do the same. All right. So I look forward to talking to you soon. I'll see you next time.